Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. If today is your first time listening in, I hope that you enjoy. It is the final part of our Philadelphia Fan Expo series. We have two other uh, episodes that were previous, so if you want to, I would listen to those first, or you know, you don't really have to listen in order. It's just giving you the experience of the Philadelphia Fan Expo, as well as enjoying some interviews with amazing authors and artists. It was a great time, and I really am looking forward to next year's Fan Expo, and I hope that you know we'll get even more amazing interviews for you guys. It's always a great time, so you're going to want to check it out. I have the link in the show notes. They already have the dates for next year's expo, so you can follow along, keep track of who will be appearing. Um, They have all kinds of celebrities that come. It's a lot of fun. Um, You get to dress up, live out your cosplay fantasies, so I definitely recommend it. Today, I am sipping on some water. I don't know. It's been my drink of choice lately because I've been dehydrated but um, I got this water bottle because of freaking TikTok. TikTok made me buy it. And it was supposedly your water would be super cold. But the main selling point for me was the fact that the bottles were really cute. Like they're prismatic and like all different colors. But I got a purple prismatic one. And, you know, that I'm about that life. So even if my water wasn't cold, I would still be appreciative of the colors. But it actually does keep my water really cold. So there you go. Um, so yeah, sipping on some water and celebrating, uh, Father's Day and Juneteenth, uh, you know, happy Juneteenth y'all. It is a federal holiday. So I hope that you are celebrating, go to a parade somewhere, go check out one of the festivals that are happening. I went to one this weekend. It was amazing. Uh, there were, so many people there and just celebrating black culture, black history, American history, American culture. And I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so yeah, you guys want to do that, have some fun this weekend and, you know, innovative food. I saw one of my friends went to one and they had collard green wontons and she said they were amazing. And I'm kind of jealous because they didn't have those at my festival that I went to, but collard green wontons, come on, how innovative can you get? Sounds delicious. But um, yeah, otherwise, uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into the episode. We'll be back with our regular programming uh, next week. So we'll have some new stories for you guys. I hope that you've been following along with the 100 words for 100 days challenge. It is going strong. We are on day 12 and I feel like the prompts this year have been pretty uh, fire. Someone kicked me. I just said it was fire. Anyways, they've been really good and I think that I've been inspired by them. I hope that you have. We have some readers that have submitted some stories, so we'll be sharing uh, one of those next week, and we'll share them throughout the weeks as we continue to get them. But um, yeah, keep the stories coming, people. I hope that you are feeling inspired to write and that you are participating along with me in this 100 Words for 100 Days Challenge. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and Get into Fan Expo. Artist. Hello. Cool work. The ultimate pillow fight. 
think this is more like art. No, it's not. Oh. You don't even look where I pointed. This is, this is the dark lords, the dark legend. Hi. Wonderful, how are you? Hi, Fictionary. I am here with author Frank DiStefano. He is the author of the Dark Legends series. There's currently two books and an independent book, The Dark Lords. Yes. So you said uh, that you're an independent author? Yes, I am. So how long have you been writing? I, I published the book in 2012, 13, but I hand wrote it and it was back in 1996, didn't do anything with it. And then I decided to do something with it and then I went and published it. Wait, so you hand wrote it like you had notebooks? Yeah, I had like those hard, remember those hardcover notebooks when you went to high school, those uh, uh, those marble black and white covers? Yeah. Oh, wow. I had like six of them, so, oh, so I hand wrote it. So then in two of 2012, 2012, 2012 you I just I completely gutted it mostly you know kept about maybe about 10 to 15 percent of the story and oh. then it just like I just changed up everything that I read I'm like yeah I gotta redo this so I the basic concept was was the same though you know so um about a Japanese warrior that got frozen for 400 years, avenging his mother and father's death. So that was always the part of it. Just the different characters that I had in there had pretty much all gone away. So what made you go back to it after that much time? I watched Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag and I was like, I could write something better than this. <laughs> I'm, I'm also a writer, so I know I have many notebooks filled with stories, <laughs> but not six notebooks full, Yeah, though. it was about... It was about six, five and a half, six, something like that. I can't remember, but I like I go back and sometimes I look at it. And I'm like, man, that, this story has really come a long way from when you first, you know, when it's first born to now what you go, what going Fan Expo Philly, you know, Fan Expo Boston, and wherever you know my journey takes me. And different, you know, I got probably about twelve different cons on the schedule this year. So, wow, that's so you know, hey, listen, I'm trying to balance life, wife son you know con so i'm running around doing a lot you know so um and i'm out here pushing and you know just like everybody else is trying to you know so with the books so you have the two-part series are you planning to expand on that oh yeah so how many books do you think you'll have in that series i'm very attached to this character the master and um, he looks pretty terrifying to me, so I, I wouldn't want to walk in a dark alley and see him. But as listen, if people keep on buying the books and they keep and my my stories are ones that keep them interested, it'll keep on going until as long as I could. I'm not one that's like, all right, three three's enough, you know. No, nah, yeah, I, I'm very attached to the, to to this story, so it'll keep on going as long as I come up with ideas and you know. In the fantasy and science fiction world, that's pretty easy to do. I, I agree. I've seen some series that go on for a very long time. As long as you still have the ideas, creative, the ideas yeah. there, then go for it. Absolutely. So the other book, The Dark Lords, this is part of the, that world. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a second it's a follow up to the first one, and there'll be a, a follow up um, 
somewhere in July that I'll be having it. It's being edited. It gets started in January, so it's gonna uh, it's gonna be probably these two put together. So it's gonna be a pretty long story, awesome. you know. So for our listeners, if they're interested in purchasing your books, where can they find you? They could go. Uh, my website is frankdestefanoauthor.com. It'll bring you right to Amazon. My books are on Amazon, or you could just put in my name, or you put type in the books Frank Stefano. Uh, or The Dark Legend of the Foreigner on Amazon. Either way, works. You know, you go to the website, it'll take you right to Amazon, whatever floats everybody's boat. All right, so you guys heard it here. You're going to check it out. Frank Stefano. he has The Dark Legends, and I'm telling you, these covers, it does look pretty creepy. I'm, I'm intrigued. So. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, thank you. Hey, Fictionary, I'm here with author Jeff Ryan, author of A Mouse Divided and Super Mario. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much. So, A Mouse Divided, it looks like it's about Mickey Mouse. What's going on here? Yes, so Walt Disney and his best friend co-created Mickey Mouse. You have heard of Walt Disney. You probably haven't heard of the best friend named Oob Iwerks. So, this is a story about two best friends who were driven apart by success. Okay, so this is fictional or this is based? This, this is nonfiction, non-fiction. But, but Mickey is fictional. Yeah. You, wait, you just, wait, There's Mickey is, oh my, are you going to tell me Santa's not real next? No, Santa is real. Santa's definitely okay. real. all right, thank you. But thank Mickey's you. fake. So your other book, Super Mario, How Nintendo Conquered America. Right. This is a behind-the-scenes of Nintendo for 30 years as they go from being five people in a warehouse to earning $180 million from Donkey Kong. I'm just going to say I'm a Nintendo girl, so this is very intriguing to me. Um, This is also nonfiction, correct? Yes. But this brings up an interesting bit that uh, the first Super Mario Brothers game... It's, it's kind of telling two stories at the same time. In official like game speak, it's the narrativeology and the ludology. So uh, you don't need to know those words. But there's the story, which is Mario needs to go rescue the princess who's in a different castle every time. But the gameplay tells a different story. The gameplay is telling the story of an obstacle course. You, you need to get to the right. You need to jump over bad guys, maybe squash them, maybe throw a hammer at them, whatever you need to do, and jump over chasms and not get hit by things. So the story and the plot are different. So I bet in, in fiction there are similar things. There's the, the, the goals you need to accomplish, but there's also how you go about it, you know, the what and the how. So... These are both nonfiction books that you've written. How did you do your research? I read a whole lot and I played a lot of games. And for the Mario, the Mickey one, I watched a lot of old cartoons uh, with my daughter. It was very cute. She would say, can I help you with your book, Daddy? And then she'd crawl in my lap and we'd watch a cartoon. And it was great. So That sounds like a fun job to me. Watching cartoons and playing video games for research. Good times. Um, all right, so you said you have another book that you're you're working on right now? Two more books just came out. Uh, the Kickstarter finished, so next month they'll be coming out. One is about Spider-Man called Father and Son Issues, The Secret History of Spider-Man. And the other one is called Your Worshipfulness, starring Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. It's all about Star Wars. So all about Star Wars, not specifically about Carrie Fisher. Well, it is specifically about Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia. But you'll learn a lot about Star Wars as you uh, you learn about the whole thing through her shoes. And what inspired you to start writing these books? 
I was a video game reviewer way back when, and I wanted to tell the story of video games, and the best way of doing that was with, uh, with a main character and a creator. So that was Super Mario and his creator, whose name is Shigeru Miyamoto. So I'm, my nephew is an intense video gamer, like gamer, like he calls himself a gamer. He has a YouTube channel. He's very into this. So uh, as a video game reviewer, like how did you get into that? I fell into that. And then I fell out a few years ago because uh, it was a dot-com era website and it went down when America Online went down. And imagine how long ago that was. Oh yeah, I remember the CDs from America AOL. Right, and around that time people started to review games for free and put, the, put it up online. So it's like, oh, we don't need to pay people to do this anymore. So I got another job. So of the video games that you reviewed, which game like was your favorite game? Oh... I had a real soft spot for the first Animal Crossing, especially because my wife loved it. And uh, we still have Animal Crossing. We have the new one, and yeah, we're we're devoted Animal Crossing people. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so there was an OG Animal Crossing before. Oh yeah, before. Uh, uh, yeah, it was came out in 2000, 2001, I think, and it was for the GameCube. The graphics weren't as good, but you could do a lot of the same things. You'd even write letters to people. I just learned something. She's a... Shantae is very into Animal Crossing, so I did not know there was an original version of it. I bet there's someone cosplaying here as Tom Nook. If you look around, you're going to find a Tom Nook. Oh, you already found him. Okay, great. (laughs) I was just making a guess. I was just guessing, (laughs) but you confirmed it. All right, so if people want to check out your books, where can they find them? Uh, wherever you get books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, there's, there are audiobooks and e-books for both A Mass Divided and Super Mario on Audible. So listen or read, however you prefer. All right, check them out. It is Jeff Ryan, A Mouse Divided, and Super Mario. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fictionaries. Hey, Fictionary, I'm here with author Christina Garlic, and she is an author of a lot of different genres, actually. Uh, Science fiction, fantasy fiction, romance, young adult. Um, How long have you been writing? I actually started writing when I was 10 years old. Um, That was when I wrote my first book, and um, I ended up getting... I never showed anybody that story. I kind of like wrote it, put it away, and I kept writing kept writing and then my fourth book I tried to publish it and in um, 2003 it actually got published I was 14 about 14 years old at the time oh wow and um, you know I was so excited that book was called the moon the stars and the night after I had a publishing contract I had an agent at that time at 14 yes that's amazing so now the moon, the stars, and the night after. And the night after. So 14 years old, she wrote this book. You guys got to check it out. Um, but she's also written a lot more since then. Um, of these books, because there are a lot, What is your? which is, would you say is your favorite? My favorite one is called Last Thing Forgotten. This one came out during the pandemic. And it, it's kind of one of my darker stories, but it kind of helped me get through everything that was going on. Um, I put, channeled my emotions you know, like during lockdown, because I had actually lost my job at the time. I lost my house. I lost a lot of things. And now I'm in a much better place. Like, I have a great career. I'm still writing books. I'm at conventions having fun. But this book, what it's about is basically a woman who's down on her luck. Again, I kind of drew from my situation. 
this demon appears and says, I'll offer you a wish. I'll give you anything you want, but you have to complete a task. If you fail, then something's going to happen. In this book, it's different because there's two endings at the end. And you can pick which ending that you want in oh, the story. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's like kind of like the old R.L. Stein books, you know? I loved those books where you get to pick, like, the, the path of the story. Like, those are so fun. They actually do, like, Netflix shows like that now. I'm no, I, did, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, really? you can select the, the, the course of the, the show. or the Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'll have to, I, I don't really watch that much TV, but I might have to just look into that because that seems kind of interesting. So, it, it was really good. Um, so, the la last thing forgotten, and then, okay, so I'm a big, like, zombie girl. So, I see you have one called Heroes, Zombies, and Time Travel, Oh My. Can you give us a little bit about that? So, actually, that book is a three-in-one. It has, it contains my superhero story, my time travel, and my zombie story. The actual book that's zombies is Sinners and Saints, and that story is different. It's not a gory zombie story. It's, the girl's invisible to zombies. So it's she's able to walk around, not worry about anything, while everybody else's world's falling apart. And she's trying to find a cure. She's like, why am I different? Why am I, you know, invisible basically to the zombies? So it's more of like a psychological story. And it's dealing with a sense of self and identity. I, I, I'm here for it. I like anything zombie related to me. Um, wow, you really have a lot that you've written. So you mentioned that you at 14 had a publishing contract. Do you still have a publishing contract or are you uh, publishing independently? I'm publishing independently because a lot of publishing contracts, especially after the Harry Potter books became successful, they've made those contracts not very good for authors. They, because they don't want you to get a ton of money. They obviously want to keep it all. So, like, Harry Potter, um, you know, J.K. Rowling, she had, like, every time you go on those rides down in Florida, she gets money from that. You'll never see that happen again for any other author who, if, you know, they've reached that kind of level. And, you know, they might, they might say, oh, you have to sell a thousand copies before we promote the book. You have to give us $5,000. There's a lot of stuff. And for somebody who, you know, like, doesn't have a lot of money or just maybe you know comfortable publishing the the old-fashioned way doesn't usually work out if you have money like you know ten thousand twenty thousand dollars to throw out there you you can go the you know the traditional route and probably become successful but for everybody else we kind of have to claw our way even you know to the top if possible to get it going well, it is impressive the number of books that you've written. I'm actually intrigued uh, to check some of these books out. If my listeners want to find you, where can they find you? Um, ChristinaGarlic.com, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, Garlic, G-A-R-L-I-C-K.com. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. And if you send me a message on there, I try to respond like within a day or two. It doesn't always happen, but I love talking to everybody. I love meeting new people, and I just really want people to check out my books. All right, so you guys heard it here. Check her out, Christina Garlic. And like I said, her books sound really good, so I hope that you guys will. Thank you so much. All right, Fictionary fam, that is it for today. And that was the last episode of our Philadelphia Fan Expo coverage. Again, it was an amazing event. We highly look forward to next year's. Definitely check out our show notes. We have links to all of these authors so you can check out their work. They were all so kind and just accommodating and open to talking and discussing uh, their work with us and just the art form. So you want to show them some love. 
And I guess that's it. We're going to wrap up and close out here. Don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, follow on all of the social medias, Fictionary underscore podcast. I'll be sharing footage from the um, Fan Expo this week, as well as the new prompts daily for the uh, 100 words for 100 days challenge. And remember, we'll be back with our normal programming next week. I have some tea to spill with you guys and, you know, just some stuff to chat about and some new stories. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, people, until next time, keep on reading. Mm -hmm.